Welcome to the Generations Church podcast. This is Brian Nugent, and I'm the pastor at Generations Church. Thanks for listening today. We hope this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Hey, uh, John chapter 20 and verse 19, I want to read a story uh, right after the resurrection, and I want you to see uh, how Jesus uh, kind of makes himself real. I'm just calling it uh, Peace Be With You. Uh, Jesus mentions this several times, but I just kind of want to walk through this story. John chapter 20 and verse 19, it says, On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, and there's a comma, we'll come back to that in just a moment. So this is like Sunday evening of Easter, it's the the evening, and this is the first appearance of Jesus to the disciples as a group after the resurrection. So uh, the disciples were worried, they were fearful, not sure what's going on, so they had retreated to someone's house. They had locked the door because of fear. Now, there was so much anger against Christ and his followers at the moment. You know, this probably wasn't overreacting or irrational response. This was probably, you know, just to keep them them safe. They were afraid that they would be arrested uh, just like Jesus and maybe with the same end result as Jesus. So here they are, the disciples, they're in this room. They've got the doors locked. They're very, they're very nervous. And let's, let's talk about the role. It says they locked the door because of fear. Let's talk about the role of fear in our life. Now, fear can, can have several different influences and impacts on people. Number one, fear can be our friend and can help us recognize danger. So fear can be our friend and help us to recognize danger. So they were not necessarily, you know, overreacting, but really just responding to the moment. Okay, so let's, let's, let's kind of contextualize this right now. Our governments have asked us, man, watch, you know, distancing and hygiene and things like that. And, and when we hear that, it, it can cause us to be fearful, but, but actuality, man, if we you know, go with those guidance, man, that, that will be helpful to us, you know, long term. So yes, when we hear that stuff, it causes a little fear, but it also helps us to recognize legitimate danger that can be, you know, that can be in the world. So let's, I want to just talk about that because fear can be our friend. Fear can help us to look at the, uh, with, with clarity at what is happening in the moment. And I want to just say, Two, that there, what is going on in this world, and if you didn't watch last week my message, it's called The Awakening. It's on our Facebook page. It's on our YouTube channel. You need to, you need to listen to that or on our podcast. You need to hear that, just, in a, just kind of what God may be doing in the world and what God is saying. And I just want to say this morning, I mean, God is speaking to us worldwide through this particular moment. And the fear maybe that some people feel and the anxiety and apprehension, also it can help us to look with clarity at what is happening in this moment. Luke chapter 21 says, 
like in the last times, it said there'll be great earthquakes, famines, pestilences in various places, and fearful events, and great signs from heaven. So this fearful moment is also trying to get our attention that there is more going on in the world than just a health crisis or an economic crisis. This is a message that God is trying to speak to this world and speak to his body and speak to believers. These fearful times are connected with something else. Look at Luke 21. Further down, it says, People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world. For the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man in a cloud coming with power and great glory. So I want to just say to you this morning that what is going on in the world is not some random occurrence. But this is a prophetic shaking of our world that is connected to the return of Christ. So, yes, there's some apprehension and some fear. But also fear can be our friend as well and make us look with clarity of what's going on in this world. And if you are fearful and apprehensive, man, we need to be praying. Maybe you're away from the Lord. Maybe you're watching a, a video or and, and you hadn't planned on it. Maybe you've been kind of away from the Lord and you're apprehensive about what's happening in the world now, but this is God's sign to you that there's a bigger message out there today. So I just say if you're fearful about the things going on, if you're away from the Lord, if you're a prodigal, I want to say now is your moment to pray. Now is your moment to, to, to ask the Lord to come into your heart. To If you're the prodigal, now is the time for you to come, uh, for you to come back home. And the, here's the simple prayer that just says, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins. I invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. And that is the message of this moment. If you're kind of unsure about what's going on, this is a moment for you to turn to God. Fear can be your best friend, can be a friend in this moment to really kind of clarify what's going on. Also, for the, for the church world and for our nation, this is the time that we need to be turning to God. This is the time that we need to be repenting. This is not just a health and economic issue. God is shaking all of the world, and this is a time that we need to be repenting and that we need to be praying. Now, fear can cut several different ways. One, it can be your friend. It can clarify true danger that's, that's out there. Second, about fear, fear can make things seem worse than they really are. Fear can exaggerate the reality of what you are facing. So, Man, when especially like when it stays on your mind all the time and you just find yourself rehearsing over and over fearful kind of thoughts and ideas, it begins to exaggerate and make a difficult situation much more difficult. It takes, it takes certain circumstances that, that we need to see, but it makes them worse. Fear can exaggerate even the present reality of now. So what is the fruit of fear? What is the fruit of fear? It can be your friend. It can be your friend. But the fruit of fear, 
my circumstances usually remain unchanged. When I'm walking through a fearful time and I'm, I'm, I'm dominated with fear, it really doesn't change anything in my reality. Jesus said in Matthew 6, Can any one of you, by worrying or being fearful, add a single hour to your life? He's just saying walking in fear doesn't change anything. It doesn't, it doesn't help anything. Uh, being fearful, you know, it changes nothing in our life. So what is the fruit of fear? My circumstances usually remain unchanged. I, usually, I, I am usually worse off emotionally and physically. So when fear begins to take over, it begins to attack. It begins to attack the mind and the emotions as well. And it also it, it impacts you physically. It, it has an impact on your, you know, on, on your body. And, 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 and we're usually worse off emotionally and physically when we let fear kind of have its way in our lives. So, I mean, we can, we can see that. We're kind of on edge, you know, our... Normally, maybe we were relaxed and, you know, just kind of at ease. But now we find when fear takes over, we're, we're on edge all the time. Physically, our blood pressure glows up. We can't sleep at night. We can't eat normally. A pleasant demeanor and a smile is replaced, you know, with just great, you know, uh, tension uh, on your face. Man, I'm, I'm going to be unemployed or I am unemployed. What am I going to do with these bills? How am I going to pay this mortgage? How am I going to, you know, uh, pay my medical insurance? insurance, where am I going to get a job, and we kind of rehearse those things over and over, and before long, it affects your mind, and it affects you physically. That's a fruit of fear that you don't, that you don't want to have, and, the, and another thing, the fruit of fear, you can make decisions based on fear that are not rooted in reality, so in this season, we need clarity of thought. We need discernment. Fear is the ultimate exaggerator of your situation, so now you may be making decisions based on facts that are not real in your life, okay? Because fear can exaggerate things to you. So we're making fear-based decision. Now listen, when it comes to fear, I don't like or believe in the term fearless. I don't, I don't really like that. You don't really see that in the Bible a lot because we'll always feel a little fear. We just don't want to let our fear paralyze us, okay? We'll always kind of... Be aware of the surroundings behind us, but we don't want fear to just lock us, lock us away and paralyze us. And I love this promise from Isaiah. It says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. He said, in the midst of the fear, I got you. I'm walking this out with you. I have not, I have not left you. So the disciples, uh, the disciples are in the, this, this room. They are locked. They've got the door locked. They're fearful. Their fear is probably not, you know, probably not overreacting. It's probably a, a genuine kind of an assessment of the situation. But look at the next verse. It says, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And he said this, and he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. He says it two times to them. Now listen, listen to me. 
They're all locked in this room. Here comes, here comes Jesus. And it, I just want to say experiencing God's peace is not a denial of our real circumstances. Some people say that about Christianity. We just, we, and, and people in, in the faith world, that we just deny certain things. That's not necessarily, that's not just necessarily true. That's not, you know, not, not the kind of the way that we view that. What happens is when we experience God's peace, we just come into a place of rest and trust in God, okay? We've just, we're just kind of settled to this thing that God, you know, that God is in, in control. So he, he appears to them. He says, peace be to you. And then it's going to be a very touching moment as he goes to each one of the disciples. Can you imagine that? Walking in the, around the room and it says he's showing them his hands and his side. Can you imagine just in that personal moment Jesus going to each each one of those and just showing the nails and, the, and, and his side, just reminding them of his, of his faithfulness. Can you imagine what that precious moment was like you know, to each one of those uh, disciples? And what he's reminding them too, what he's reminding them is if you believe in him as your Savior, then trust him as your Lord and with the details of your life. Okay? If you believe in him as your Savior, then trust him as your Lord and with all the details of your life. He's just reminding them, listen, look, see these, see these nail-scarred hands? Man, I'm, I'm your Savior, and I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to help you through this next season. Listen to me. People of faith, especially in tough times, they don't, they don't really doubt their salvation, okay? They, they may be... Very concerned about the future, but they're not walking through, you know, like a crisis of doubt when it comes to their, uh, their faith in Christ. So I just want to say, let's kind of have that same moment today. He's showing him his hands and he's showing him his side. And I just want to say, if you trust him as your Savior, if you trust that if you died tonight, you would be in the Lord's presence, then also trust him as your Lord, because I promise you, I mean, when you, when you can settle that in your heart, man, he's, he's going to take care of all the other details of your life, and you don't have to worry. Just as a faithful Savior he is, he's a faithful deliverer, and he's a faithful protector through difficult, you know, through difficult times. He says, peace be to you. He's the same God. The same God of salvation is the same God that's going to take your hand, walk you through this, provide for your family. He's the same God of salvation, and he's the same God that will deliver and will give a miracle and restore when, when you need it. God's peace does not surface in the absence of fear, but in the midst of it. God's peace does not surface in the absence of fear, but in the midst of it. Okay, so when we have, when we have God's peace... You know, in our, in our life, you know, if, if there's no adversity for me to have peace, I mean, I'm just having a good day at that point, just having a good day. But, but God's peace doesn't surface just in the absence of fear, but in the midst of it, in the midst of it. So they were overjoyed. Go back to this scene. They're, they're overjoyed. They were locked in a room with fear, okay? 
and nothing had changed about their external circumstances except for the fact that they had this new perspective that the Lord was walking with them and they've gone from fear, now they've gone to joy because they had fixed their eyes and they had reestablished themselves as, as, as Savior and Deliverer. Their perspective had changed even though their external circumstances had not. He is your Savior. He is your Lord. And He's going to take care of all the details of the things that you were worried about at this moment. Philippians 4.7 says this. I love it. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, look at this, will guard your hearts and your minds. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So He guards your heart. Okay, your emotions, where your fear is rooted, your anxiety and your panic, the peace of God will guard that. And it said it also guards your mind like a helmet. You know, when you're making decisions and and we want to lean into fear sometimes, the peace of God, it covers our hearts and our minds. And there's this peace, even though things may be raging in the world, there's just this inner peace that the Lord says, hey, I got this. So they're in the upper room. They're in that room with Jesus. The external circumstances had not changed, but they had been reminded again, and their their, their minds were fixed on the Lord. And sometimes that needs to happen in our own life. We just needed a fresh perspective of, of Jesus, not just as our Savior, but, man, He's our deliverer. He's our sustainer. He's our protector. So just keep that, keep that in mind this morning. And, and the last part Right after they have this moment, he says, peace be to you. It says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Wow. What? You're sending us? Wait a minute. Don't you know what's out there? Shouldn't we wait until this kind of dies down, you know? No. He said, I'm sending you, and I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Because, listen to me, the message of the church is best seen when there is darkness all around. The message of the church is best seen when there's darkness all around. So this is the time, even though we can't meet collectively, this is not the time for the church to kind of shut in and just wait till the, you know, wait till the difficult times pass. This is a time to find your lane and for the church to arise and to be the church and, and for believers to arise in their own circle of influence and let the message and the love of God go forth. This is not a time of retreat. The Lord has never said to the church, wait till easier times. He's always just said, go. So he breathed on them the Holy Spirit to prepare them for this next season. And then Acts chapter 2, and worship team, you guys, can, you guys can come. The Holy Spirit falls upon them in the church world. Listen, in the backdrop of adverse circumstances... The church world has always progressed and gone forward. Read the book of Acts. Through persecution, the message of the church you know, went forth. Through famine, through ridicule, through imprisonment, through arrest, 
through death. It was the, the message of the church went on. Jesus didn't say, just stay in this room. He said, I'm sending you, but I'm not going to send you alone. I'm going to empower you with the Holy Spirit so that you can be a light for the gospel in this moment. Okay? Don't wait till it gets better. You know, do what you can right now. And that's the message of the church. That's the message of the church today. In a few moments, we're going to just do like we did last week. We're going to do, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for people this morning. We're going to pray for the lost. We're going to pray for the sick and the suffering. We're going to pray for our medical personnel. We're going to pray for governmental leaders. We're going to pray for those who are fearful and anxious kind of walking through a tough time right now. Maybe you're not sleeping well at night. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for those whose employment has been affected. We're going to pray for missionaries, church, and believers worldwide. Also, I'm going to add one other thing. We're going to pray for teachers and students and parents. Got a whole new kind of educational world that is occurring. We're just going to pray God's God's peace. So just wherever you're at right now, for the next few moments, this is going to be a prayer meeting. Okay, we're just going to pray. We're going to pray and ask God's, God's blessing. And I want to say to you, and if you're away from the Lord, if you're a prodigal, you've been away from the church, maybe you're new, you don't know a whole lot about this, but yet there's something in your heart that's touched. That's the Holy Spirit. And He's just drawing you. He's just drawing you. He's just going, hey, man, I just want to be your Savior. Hey, I want to forgive your sins. Hey, I want to walk with you through this time. So I'm going to pray If you're out there, you know people who are away from the Lord. You know prodigals in your life. This is the moment that we need to pray over them. But if that's you, and this is your moment to go, Jesus, I don't maybe not know a lot about it, but Lord, I want to ask you to come to my heart and be my Savior. So, Lord, we start this prayer time this morning. I pray for those. I pray for those that are lost today. I pray for those that are away from the Lord. I pray that through social media and across living rooms all across our city, Lord, there will be those that will bow their heart and knee to Jesus Christ. I pray that the Holy Spirit, Lord, would speak to them. And Lord, as they confess their sins, Lord, you're going to do a powerful work in their life. Lord, I pray. We pray as a church family for husbands who are away from God and adult children who are away from God co-workers, Lord, we pray that they'll hear the message of this moment, Lord. There's a greater message, Lord, that you want to say to this world than just about health and, and, and economics. And Lord, we pray. We pray for those that are sick and suffering around the world. Lord, I see those numbers every day and my heart is broken. We pray for those in hospital beds all across the world, Lord. And we pray your hand against this virus in the name of Jesus. I pray with believers all around this world this morning, Lord. And we thank you for very wise people in working in this area. But our trust and our confidence is in you. And Lord, we pray for the sick and the suffering today. We pray for healing. God, I pray in China and Italy and in the United States and around the world, Lord, we pray for healing. Lord, we pray for the touch of God. We pray for the hand of God, Lord, to come against this virus in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you would get the glory. It would be miraculous and people would, would, give the, would, uh, would give you glory. Lord, we pray for medical 
personnel, first responders today. God, we pray. We thank you for those that are suffer, serving in difficult environments today. We pray the protection of the Lord, the hand of the Lord to be upon them. God, that you would protect them as they serve courageously. Lord, we pray over them. Lord, we thank you for their courage and their willingness to serve. And we pray the hand of protection. Let it rest upon them. Lord, we pray for our governmental leaders, Lord, our national leaders, our state leaders, our county leaders, our our, our local leaders. We pray for the wisdom of God. Lord, we pray, Lord, that they would feel the peace of the Lord in a very stressful moment. Lord, we pray that you would calm them and reassure them. And God, you would give wisdom to them. Lord, we pray for our governmental leaders today. Lord, we pray for those who are fearful and dealing with anxiety. Lord, those that have clinical depression. Lord, that Lord, those that kind of lean Lord, toward depression anyway. Lord, this situation has made it worse. Lord, we pray for them today. I pray, Lord, that they'll fix their mind, their heart on you. Lord, there'll be a supernatural peace that will be in their heart. I pray for those that are fearful. Lord, I pray for those with clinical depression this morning. I pray for the touch of the Lord, the peace of the Lord, the hope of the Lord in their heart. Lord, I pray for those who have been unemployed. Lord, their hours have been reduced. Lord, I pray over them today. Lord, I pray, Lord, for the the calming peace of of Jesus. Lord, you are our Savior. Lord, you're also our Lord. You're going to walk us through this situation. I pray for peace and calm and not panic. Lord, I pray for doors of employment to open. Lord, I pray for unusual resource, unusual blessing. However, Lord, we know that we're your child and you're, you're our Father and you're watching over us in this moment. And I pray for those that are very concerned about their finances. Lord, I pray over that. Lord, I pray for missionaries, Lord, all around the world, some of which are quarantined. Lord, in, uh, in, in their countries, Lord, I pray over them today. God, I pray for protection. I pray as well as they can. Lord, let a light shine in the backdrop of darkness. I pray for the church around the world, believers worldwide. God, I pray that this could be a moment of awakening and shaking of the church. Lord, I pray this is a holy awakening. Lord, let us hear the, hear the call that you're sending forth to us. Lord, I pray for teachers and students and parents and educators. Lord, I pray for them. Lord, as we're going into a new season, Lord, I just pray. I pray, Lord, uh, your blessing, your wisdom. Lord, as, as tomorrow kind of launches a new, a new era of education, Lord, I pray for all of our teachers. Pray for all of our students. Thank you for our educators that are doing their, their best right now. I pray for the touch of the Lord to be upon him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, if you have a prayer request this morning, you can private message us at info at gctlh.org or you can just drop it in the comments section if you would like. Our moderators are watching. We're going to pray for those at the very end of the, of the service. So I want to pray. I want to pray right now. I just want to pray Psalms 91. I'm going to read it. I'm going to pray it. I want you to receive it. I'm going to read the blessing of Numbers chapter 6 over you, and then we're going to just sing that and just let God's healing presence and power just move upon us in this moment. So, Lord, we stand upon your word. Psalms 91, Lord, we declare it. 
Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all ways. Lord, we rest in the Word of God, and we rest in Psalms 91. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray this pastoral blessing over you this morning. Just receive it and then we're going to sing it. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The the Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. Thank you for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.